Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome once again to Your Partner in Law. Your one-stop shop for all your estate and elder planning. And, hey, we do real estate and business and all kinds of fun stuff, lots of family law. We Just bring it. Just bring it. You know, we're, it. we're not criminal lawyers, but, right. uh, you know, with the various attorneys in the office and that, we do handle quite a few different things at uh, Gregory & Associates. So uh, check us out at rjglegal.com. Hey, Ted, for today, I thought we'd have a little fun with the law. You know, the law, you know, usually when people... About time. Usually when people are interacting with the law, it's not always that fun. About time. And uh, that, you know, that goes on in the estate planning world as just as any other world. And anybody who ever goes through a legal process, if it's going through the um, court system, we always talk about the laws of unintended consequences. And we're going to talk about a few of them today over the show. You might want to Get your pen and pencil ready if you're at home, but obviously if you're driving, uh, you can go back and review this on the podcast. We're, we're going to tell you some things or share some things with you that um, I guess they just leave you kind of scratching your head and saying, what? <laughs> We've all heard these things all across the country. We have these crazy statutes that are eons and sometimes not eons old yeah. that we're still stuck with and they're still in the code. So, hey, listen, I wanted to start off by just first off thanking all you folks and loyal listeners uh, for uh, listening, number one. But for those of you who come out to our events and meet us, we really enjoy meeting all of you. And uh, last Thursday, we had a really uh, had a good crowd. N- didn't good, we? Nice, nice yeah. group. You know, these are uh, we do in between our really big events. We do these smaller, more intimate events around the area. And uh, Real Retirement is uh, one of our new series that we've put out. And we'd like to join, you know, or have all of you join us at our next event that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. And it's Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. Now, here's the deal, folks. For all of you listeners right now, it's going to be today and today only. And I'm I'm real honest on this. We've got some uh, new uh, tickets available for you, pre-sale tickets. These will be the only free tickets for the event and they're only going to be on sale for a short time. So the pre-sale tickets will end Monday. Okay, so you got today and tomorrow to get your pre-sale free tickets to retire real retirement that's coming up here on uh, May 1st in Bellevue. Um, if you miss that, you'll have to go with the early bird special. And that's uh, five bucks. So it's uh, nominal, but uh, kind of gets you in the door. And uh, you can read all about everything else online at uh, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Just click on events and uh, work your way through that whole process Just and find your tickets. one last thing you'll have to pay on Monday, right? There you go. Just so, one last thing. So we're going to talk about some demographical trends and the impact on your planning. 
and this is at the event we're talking about. So at uh, Real Retirement, we're going to talk about senior housing, governmental assistance programs, both state and inherent state inheritance and state estate taxes, as well as the federal. Um, it gets more complicated day by day. And the most important thing we talk about is how do uh, how should you structure your affairs such that you, you such that you avoid common planning errors and don't fall prey to some of the unintended consequences of the law. And we're going to talk about some of those today. And I also want to just put out a heightened issue for you folks that are in second and third marriages, um, marrying later in life. You have children from prior marriages. Your spouse or domestic partner has children from prior marriages. And how critical and crucial it is for you folks that have entered into these um, new, you know, relationships uh, midway or later in your life, to understand the legal position you have put yourself and your new spouse in. It may not be what you thought. And uh, boy, we have some tough. Ted, we have some tough conversations at the office when we have to explain some of these things to a surviving spouse or to a child. And these are difficult, and they always end up saying, well, how could mom or dad have done this? Or how come they didn't know? Or why would they have done this to me? All the time. And it's really because of lack of knowledge, folks, and not understanding the law, relying on what your neighbors tell you or the bank teller, you know, anecdotal remedies for your legal advice. And we're finding more and more and more of these technical legal issues are arising. And, and Ted, I, I don't have any surveys to show the facts, but I have to believe that some of that impact is because of information overload on the internet. Oh, no. There's too much <clears throat> no information that is contradictory. Oftentimes people are reading something that is purported to be the law. But maybe it's the law in Alabama or Ohio, but it's not the law in Washington. Absolutely. And so we need to be so, so careful. And then obviously all these self-help issues and things like that. Well, folks, within the law, there are serious consequences and traps. And, you know, Ted, I'm going to guess that your mom and your grandparents taught you a little old saying. And they said, Ted? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. <laughs> Did you hear that when you uh, were a kid? I, I, I definitely heard that when I was a child. Yeah. Uh, never and, really understood what it meant until I became an attorney, and then now I know what that means. Right. So just because you are unaware, just because you don't know, just because the outcome is harsh. Yes. No relief will be afforded you. It's yes. what you simply must know. Hey, folks, uh, get registered today and take advantage of our pre-sale tickets for Real Retirement. That's coming up Wednesday, May 1st in Bellevue. It's a fun event. It is a limited seat engagement. So please do get your tickets. The pre-sale today and tomorrow. After that, they will have the early bird specials going. And... Um, Hurry up. There's limited tickets for all the categories. So I know we always have folks that call up on the day of event and are upset that they can't get there. But 
We have we'll, to. We'll, we do adhere. our best to accommodate you, but there's only so many seats. You know, yeah, that's the bottom line. There's only so many seats and so many cookies to go around. That's right. That's so right. Uh, cookies we can always get some more of. But, hey, do sign up. Uh, do yourself a favor. And um, we really do enjoy meeting you folks. And, Ted, this last group was great. I mean, there was just tons and tons of questions. It was. And just the mere fact that they came, you know, makes you think that they have something, they you know, that they're concerned about. And and a lot of a lot of the questions that we got, Rick, on uh, at the seminar were – how often should I update my plan? That was a common theme, wasn't it? Or, or when's a good time to start my plan? We get those all the time, and, and for, for the latter, it's anybody over eighteen. Okay, so, but but in terms of updating your plan, there are a number of reasons. We're going to go through some of these with you today about why you need to at least take a look at your plan every couple of years, at the very least, and certainly take a look at your plan when you have some major events that that occur in your life. Which again, we're going to get to some of these here in a few minutes. Hey, folks, if you have any questions or comments, uh, just like to say hi on the air, or maybe you want to put a shout-out to somebody here in Cairo or KTTH land, give us a call this morning, and we're going to open up the lines. And Brian, Brian, wake up in there on the board. Yeah, he's ready to go. He wants to talk to you and get your information and get you live on air this morning. And so the number to call in for Cairo and KTTH is 888 excuse me, 973 5476. That's 888-973-5476. Got it right. All right. Not to be confused with a 777 or something like that. This is the 888-973-5476, and this line will not crash on takeoff. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. That's a bad one, huh? We hope. Anyhow, folks, get uh, get taken care of there. We uh, really enjoy seeing you. So, Ted, I wanted to set the stage just a little bit today. And I want to talk about the laws of probate and how they interact with estate planning and just all of the wills and trust and powers of attorney and that. And all of these are creatures of law, and all of them arose out of laws from a long time ago. Yes. And we have all kinds of words. And they still sound like a long time ago. Yes, we still have all kinds of words weaved throughout our statutes and our laws that, you know, we haven't spoken these words in hundreds of years yes. sometimes, and nobody knows what they mean, and they are actually losing meaning to some extent. I know law schools and that are, you know, for the last 20 years have been trying to do a better job in teaching attorneys to write in more plain, clear language such that we can understand it, but we keep adding more and more and more language and more and more words and mixing it up with these words from the 1500s. I mean, or later. let's think of King Henry VIII and his reign and the impact of his legal folks that, you know, are bestowed upon our English common law that is the base of our laws. Yep. And when you read it, I mean, some of these statutes, I mean, you feel like you're back in medieval times. Yep. There's still and, a few on the books here, too. And there's the executioner <laughs> standing at the uh, yep. up on the uh, the dais there with his big axe. So yep. it's, um, it's really important, I think, for each of us when we're looking at doing our estate plans. When, we're, when you're sitting down with an attorney, folks, and, and I got to just say the only legitimate way to do your estate plan is sit down with a qualified estate or elder planning attorney and figure out with that attorney what you should do based on your own situations. I mean, Ted, you know, I guess we're going to take a quick break here. But when we get back, we need to just kind of review a little bit of the background of, you know, where we are in relationships with people and how we're interrelated and the impact that has on our estate and elder planning, and especially 
for those who are in blended situations that are have his kids, our kids, people have yep. stepchildren, maybe a niece that they've raised. They want to treat it like their own child, but folks, there's things you got to do. Be done right. That's right. So give us a call this morning. We'd love chatting with you. Brian's got the lines wide open at triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Your partner in law. We're going to be right back after these crass commercial breaks. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and out of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hey, welcome back to your partner in law. Money I, for nothing. Yeah, I would love that, huh? Wow. 
What a constant. Well, I'm, isn't not that moving. What? I'm not moving any microwaves or refrigerators. Again. Okay, now listen. Money for nothing. Isn't that an inheritance? I think it is. <laughs> if that's you inherited, you probably didn't do much for it. See, that's why Brian's so astute in the music lead-ins that he plays. You, they're, be, always, they're always be, contemporaneous be with the topic. So today we wanted to talk about kind of some of these laws of unintended consequences. And most importantly, how do you avoid them? Well, first off, you got to know them. So come on out to Real Retirement May 1st. Get your tickets today. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. I'm just telling you, get them today. They'll be gone or you'll have to pay, have paid tickets. Anyhow, Ted, is we're, we're looking through these things and I wanted to read one of our RCWs, our Revised Code of Washington. In other words, <laughs> our law, yeah. folks. This is the law. And this is just a sample, a short sample on how things kind of read. And you're sitting here wondering, well, we don't talk like this. Now, my grandparents used to talk like this, or great-grandparents, but this is our statute, and these have all been updated and revised, folks. These are all pretty current statutes. Uh, this one was updated in uh, 2010. And, um, and it's, so and it's still there. interesting. So let's read this one. RCW 1104.035, kindred of the half-blood. Kindred of the half-blood shall inherit the same share with which they would have inherited if they had been of the whole blood, unless the inheritance comes to the estate by descent, device, or gift from one of his or her ancestors or kindred of such ancestors' blood, in which case all of those who are not of the blood of such ancestors shall be excluded from such inheritance, provided, however, that the words kindred of such ancestors' blood and the blood of such ancestors shall be construed to include the child lawfully adopted by one who is, in fact, of the blood of such ancestors." <laughs> quote unquote oh, okay yeah now this is just a little tiny piece all right let's move on so now <laughs> for most of you in fact for a lot of you what the? maybe close to half of you folks <laughs> are probably subject to this and don't have a clue blended families children half children stepchildren kindreds of the half blood um, this is almost like an old movie kind of thing, you know, and you want to see Vincent Price coming in and <laughs> kindred uh, of the blood. Kindred of the half. Blood. It sounds like something out of a, you know, maybe a new vampire movie or something. So that's maybe what it is. But, you know, folks, this is this, movie title, this is it? one paragraph out of, you know, out of the code. And there's one little thing. And I, I got to tell you, folks, we deal with this wording, these statutes every day in our practice. And every day, especially when people have not done estate planning. Well, thank goodness they revised it, Rick. That's, that's all I have to say. Can you imagine what it used to be? in 19, <laughs> Well, it was revised in 2002. I'd love to read the old one, too, just to see what they took out. <laughs> yeah. This one looks like it came into law around uh, probably about circa 1965 into Washington law. But obviously this law comes back from this, these types of things date way, way, way oh, back. Yeah. And what we've added into the law that from the original law, let's say back in jolly old England someday, is we've added in the component of the adopted child having the same standing as a blood um, right. child, as the statute calls it. So um, other than that, the statute's pretty much the same as it was back in, I don't know, early 1500s yep. probably. Absolutely. Some things don't change all that much. Now here's what's frustrating to me, Ted. 
this issue has been around for a long time. This law is as old as the hills, and yet every day people are shocked when they hear about it and see what things happen. And so, you know, understanding the law and understanding your estate planning is really starting off with underlying concepts and where does this stuff come from and what do I do and all the different situations that we can put ourselves into. I mean, Ted, I think one of the things that, you know, you're challenged on on a near daily basis is with seniors, they're coming in, they're in a second marriage, they each have children from prior marriages, they haven't done any estate planning since they got married, but each of them may have had estate plans before they got married and maybe estate plans with their prior ex-spouses that they haven't dealt with effectively. And all of a sudden, one of these new folks, or sometimes both, are suffering from some sort of um, issue, whether it be dementia, Alzheimer's-related issues, or strokes. Or Boy, Ted, we seem to have a lot of Parkinson's going around these days, too. We're getting more and more clients with Parkinson's disease, and it's... Dementia's the real... But it's it's a toughie, and and you get this every... Almost daily, it's, you know, when you're dealing with these situations. Yeah, the problem with that, if you folks don't know, is you reach a certain point where you lose testamentary capacity, and you're stuck with what you have or don't have, and that can be a really rough position to find yourself in. Yeah, I mean, just think of it. If you have an estate plan that's 20 years old and was done during a different marriage... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it can't be right. Absolutely. Okay, it can't be right. Probably, I mean, it's just almost impossible to be right. And so, we need to make sure that we're make doing things properly. I mean, there are many cases, folks, where you haven't properly updated your will. You get married, you have a new spouse, and yet your old spouse may still be <laughs> a part of your estate plan. That usually doesn't work out too well. Doesn't work out. For anyone other than us lawyers, because those cases usually generate the uh, fee bell pretty hard. We're in litigation, contested probates, challenges, all kinds of ugly stuff that we don't want. So, folks, hey, listen, our phone lines are open at 888-973-5476. Hot tip of the day. Get signed up for Real Retirement coming up May 1st. Presale tickets today and tomorrow only. But if they sell out before tomorrow, they're gone. So uh, check that out at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Click on events. We'll be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and out of estate and elder law planning. 
At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, healthcare directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated, you've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty. Welcome back to Your Partner-in-Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick here with attorney Ted Hansen today. We're kind of going over the law of unintended consequences because so many of us fall prey to these things on a near daily basis. And those of you who are in blended families have a heightened concern for this, but everyone has a concern for this. Now, Ted, I wanted to go over a little bit of language, you know, for our discussion here today. And when someone has a will, the last will and testament, and they die, they are said to have died testate. It's just a legal word. Testate means dying with the will. If we do not have a will or a living trust, we'll put that off to the side, then you die what we call intestate. Now, the majority of you die intestate. Yes. Probably 70, 75% of you will die intestate. Because you have chosen, and I say chosen, not to do an estate plan, a will, or a trust. You've chosen that. Or you have an improperly executed document that is not admissible in probate. Right. So you might have done a will that you thought was a will, and it turns out not to be a will, and all of a sudden you've died in testing. right. We got into a big discussion with this the other night at at the seminar, Rick, about this whole holographic will issue in the state of Washington. And for those of you that don't know, holographic will or wills written in the handwriting of the decedent and signed by the decedent. In some states, like California, they're valid. But in the state of Washington, holographic wills are not valid. Now, they could be handwritten and witnessed properly, at which point they would be valid. But generally speaking, holographic wills are not admissible. Yeah, normally, I mean, my, my advice to most folks is no, 
You yeah. don't handwrite out a will and hope for it to work. Because exactly. boy, oh boy, to make them work is just tough. And you know, a lot of people don't know that, and and that's one of those unintended consequence items that Rick's talking about is not not doing your own estate plan and the formalities of execution are serious, folks, and you'll end up not having a will that you thought would direct your property where you wanted it to go, and then the state of Washington has a completely different plan for you. Yeah, most you know wills that end up being rejected by the court. Most you know almost all of them that are rejected are on formalities in the creation, execution, and signing of the document. That's right. In other words, it was more over process than content. The process of creating the will, executing the will, signing the will, witnessing the will, perhaps having the will attested to, these are the things that are going to be important to make sure your will is able to be properly submitted and accepted by the court. Because if it's not, you don't have a will. And you fall back on this intestate estate, which most people don't want that. And especially people in blended families or old, you know, folks who marry later in life, especially. Or if you have, you know, the Brady Bunch situation going on, his kids, our kids, her kids, all these things going on. I mean, it's very complicated. And with nearly, you know, approaching half of all adults being involved in some sort of step-parent relationship, this is, you know, it's... This is no longer maybe the exception to the rule, folks. It's kind of a a great majority or, you know, a balance of what we do. So, you know, folks that are what we have come to call traditional families, you got married, you had a set of kids and you stayed married your whole life and had one set of kids. That's one scenario. And, you know, that's still a good chunk, but that's the area that chunk is diminishing because of the divorce rates and then remarrying. People, you know, Ted, in in your world, we're finding people marrying later in life. And this is another area where the law of unintended consequences rears its ugly head. And we find out that love can be pretty expensive. (laughs) And, you know, folks, what we're talking about here is, you know, an elder person, let's say someone in their 70s or beyond, um, is going to get married and not understanding the liability each of them will have for each other in the event of a long-term care illness. Ted, can you kind of give, give folks a little brief on that? Because, boy, it's a well, tough this one. This is one of those things that I see more and more of. And the older you get, the, the more of an issue this becomes because each comes into the marriage with a significant amount of assets and then one of them gets sick and needs to go on to the Medicaid program, for example. Guess what, folks? They're counting both incomes, both asset bases, not just the one of the ill spouse. Big, big issue. So this is the problem with these kind of marriages and not planning appropriately for those kind of situations can be devastating for you. Well, Ted, I can't tell how many people have come into our office over the years that have fallen prey to this. And let's say, you know, the husband gets ill and he's whooping through the money really, really fast for medical and housing care. And the surviving or the well spouse, which we call the community spouse under the statute, they're, you know, they've got their money. And this, these folks actually thought about this situation before they got married and they did a premarital agreement. Yep. And they said, we're going to keep all of our properties separate and what's mine is mine and what hers is hers and vice versa and we're going to keep it all. And so they think mistakenly that they have protected themselves from what I call artificial impoverishment or real impoverishment through the Medicaid process. Absolutely. Whereas if I become ill and spend my money and I'm out of money, the state's going to look to my spouse to keep paying for me. 
and my spouse will not be able to keep very much money in the event I need to qualify for Medicaid. The maximum that they're going to be able to keep in assets is around 125000 and that's only if the estate starts with more than 250000 to begin with, not including your family residence. Right. So um, for many people, that's going to be quite a shock. They do set the floor at fifty thousand dollars. Fifty five, or fifty five and change. It you know, changes a little bit every year. Yep. I always give the ranges kind of thing. Yep. So, so somewhere between fifty five and one hundred twenty five thousand dollars is the maximum a community spouse is going to be able to keep and have the other spouse qualified for Medicaid or, in most cases, VA benefits as well. Those two programs are merging and getting and VA's closer even and more closer. Harsh. Yeah, VA's got a bright line. I think it's one twenty six five. I think is the number there. So you can't have any assets in, in excess of that number to even qualify for the program. Hey, folks, the phone lines are open at triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Your partner in law will be right back. Give us a call triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner-in-Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and outs of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner-in-Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment 
complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregory, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregory on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hey, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick at the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Find us on the web at rjglegal.com. And you can always check us out at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, when you're at either website, Click the event button. Get yourself signed up for Real Retirement coming up on May 1st, 7 to 9. That's a Wednesday. And we do have pre-sale tickets that are free today. And if there's any left after today, they'll be uh, on sale tomorrow until uh, 9 in the evening. And after that, our early bird specials will start at 5 bucks, and there's a limited number of those. And after that, we'll have our regular admission for singles and uh, doubles. But folks, this is a really fun little event. It's quick. It's fast-paced. You're going to get a big dose of things to consider in your estate planning, things to make sure you don't do, mistakes, common mistakes, making sure you're avoiding those because it's, it's the devil's in the detail, folks. I mean, in legal documents, the misplacement of a comma, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, is is just critical. I mean, we've seen lawsuits in our own state where they're arguing over the word and and whether or not it's inclusive, yep. A and, and B, or, an or, or is it A yeah. or B, or what was the intent of the legislature? Yeah, that's, oh, that's well, real fun. Me... All the idiocy we see the legislature playing out with in all these word games that they play, well, guess what? Those same word games apply to your estate planning. And you don't want to learn these words when it's too late. (laughs) You don't want to learn a lot of these words when they're too late. But, Ted, you know, we're always talking about these issues and things like that. From your perspective, what are, you know, top couple things that are really, really so important that people are just missing. Well, a lot of this has to do with kind of keeping your finger on the pulse, if you will, of what you have and making sure that they're up to date. So for example, I'm, I'm just going to throw out a couple of them. Are you in a new marriage? That that type of situation. Are you happy with the guardians you chose for your children? Maybe years ago you had your guardians nominated and perhaps now those are not the right people. Uh, do you have a new child? Do you, do you want to disinherit a spouse or a child? These types of things. Do you want to change who you're giving your money to? These kind of things always come up. And then, of course, there's always these situations, Rick, where you're getting divorced or you're in the middle of a divorce, which really is a heightened sense of, of, of updating a plan so that you're not stuck with your spouse in these positions of power who you're divorcing. And this happens a lot, that you either are in the middle of a divorce and one of you dies, and then it really goes live the way you don't want it to go. Or you just simply don't change it and that person remains part of your plan, right? So these are some of the things that we do. And then blended families, of course, Rick, is a really, really big one for us. Um, um, If you have a trust, you have the right trustees in place, those types of things. Uh, Another big one that we get that I get a lot, Rick, is uh, later in life you inherit money from a parent or something and all of a sudden your estate – has significantly more assets than it had before, and perhaps now you need to do some tax planning. Um, so these are some of the issues that we run into, kind of just the highlights of those types of things uh, to make sure that you keep these things up to date. You know, Ted, one of the things that uh, is a kind of a constant thread with our, especially our blended families, people getting married later in life, 
or people who have become divorced and not updated their estate plan. Please, folks, please, 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 if you've been divorced, yes. uh, come see us and yes, uh, get yes, your estate yes, plans updated. Yes. Um, it's so, so important. And when, like Ted said, when you marry, it's so important. Let's say, Ted, that, uh, you know, we got, you know, we, we're Seattle, for heaven's sakes. We're the do-it-yourself community of the world, even though that doesn't work out all that well legally most of the time. But we still have a lot of folks doing that. So a lot of folks go, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I can do this. And uh, so they, you know, they've been, they're married a second time, let's say, or this even happens on first marriages. And people just in their will say, or, you know, what I'll do is I just won't mention my second wife in my, mar- in my will. I just won't mention her. Therefore, she won't get anything because I didn't mention her in my will. Well, we've got another old statute, folks, from way back when, and it's called the pretermitted spouse. Now, most of you should run to your thesaurus or your dictionary and look up pretermitted because that's not a word that most of us are going to use. I haven't heard that in conversation. I've actually never seen it on Jeopardy or anything else. It's one of those 12-cylinder words, Rick. That's you know, that a is. pretermitted spouse. We also have pretermitted children. And these are kind of interesting laws. We had an article in our blog not too long ago about, you know, situation in Massachusetts that made it up to their court system where the fellow never did an update to his will and he had remarried and his old will had the prior wife in it. New will didn't mention the new wife. So guess what? Guess what, folks? (laughs) There's a... There's a big lawsuit going on in that probate, but I'm confident that the new spouse, who was not included in the will, will take one-third of the estate under Massachusetts law. And each state's going to have a little different law on what surviving spouses' rights are. Even Washington has one of these uh, descent and distribution of real and personal property statutes, and it goes over all kinds of different scenarios. If you die with children, if you die with a spouse, if you die with no spouse or no children and living parents, or you have living parents and living children, um, it gets rather convoluted in figuring out this family tree, but invariably the law of unintended consequences comes to visit your family either during your disability or after your death. And these are where we have to have the Kleenex out at the office and people are saying, how can that be? How could he slash she have done this to me or us? And didn't they know? This isn't what my mom wanted. This isn't what my dad wanted. He hasn't spoken to my mom in 50 years. Why is he getting anything? Yeah, Uh, boy, oh, boy. Because you didn't plan properly. That's why he's getting something. There's that old show, Bad Blood, or something like that. Not a a song I'll let you deal with that. Hey, folks, we've got to take a quickie. We'll be right back after this break. And uh, your final call's at 888-973-5476. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated, you've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. 
Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregrick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregrick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and out of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty, your partner in law. We're back. Hey, Ted, I always love doing the show. Uh, make sure you folks are getting signed up. I see the ticket sales have begun now that we've opened up the ticket sales. Way to go, Connie. You got the first one, and there's several right behind you, so uh, there you go. they're going to be fly- flying off the shelves. Hey, folks, uh, we got a call from Mike. We want to get to him in Seattle, so good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. What can we do for you today? Hey, my question is this. A couple of years ago, I'm retired. I'm 73. I have, uh, I'm a single person. Uh, I made out a will. I have power of attorney and all of that made out. And my niece is, is the power of attorney and the executor of my will. The problem was I was looking at it, and it's, her name is Ashley, and it's spelled on the will, I-E, but her real spelling is, is L-E-Y. Does that invalidate that will? Well... Probably not, unless there happens to be two people in your family and their names are spelled slightly differently. We just had a lawsuit between a dad and a son because one of them was a junior, and in uh, one of the you know dad's brother, in other words, and the son's uncle had had a will, and in one will he named the dad clearly as senior, and then he updated his will and he dropped the senior and leaving the um, 
the know, junior, the name just yeah. there, not yeah. not saying junior, not junior or senior, exactly. and creating quite an ambiguity. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but um, those well, are interesting. I always tell people, you know, being that you should update and revise your estate plan and look at it and review it, uh, you know, if you're in your 70s and that, depending on how long it's been since you've done it, I would go through it and see if there are other issues that you might want to include or update and then and then fix it but generally speaking you know uh, uh, if we can identify this person with clarity and there's no question in the court's mind of who that person is and there's been a typo or you know of their name or something generally those won't in and of itself disqualify the will now however if there's other deficiencies the judge might add things up and say oh too many deficiencies yeah. So, you know, I'm a very conservative guy. And so, Ted, what would you do here? Well, at the very least, I, I think I would, I would update the name. And, and that can be done in a number of different ways. But, but probably looking at all of your estate planning documents and make sure that you have the name spelled correctly throughout is important. Now, practically speaking, how would we address a situation like this? We would likely petition the court for what we would call instructions or a court order to approve the person's name, notwithstanding the uh, name is spelled incorrectly, and get it correct that way. But now you're still talking about probably a thousand dollars to have somebody like me go down and do that for you so it's probably cheaper to fix it quite frankly yeah sometimes you know when when we have legal documents and they have you know technical faux pas in them something like that a typo or things of that nature which happens rather frequently or names being misspelled things of that nature um oftentimes the court ends up approving them but the cost of the process greatly outweighs just having said, you know what, I should just Redo update it. It. Yep. update it while I'm there. If you have a will-based plan, it might be a simple codicil. But I always caution people on simple codicils. If, if you're taking time to do that, look at your whole will. Yeah. How long ago was your will written? Um, and what were the laws at the time it was written? Have there been any laws that have come into being since then that might be advantageous to you? Yeah. Or maybe they create a trap for you. So we just that's why we recommend that people review and update their plans on a rather regular basis for most people about every five years as we get older, um, probably every two or three years. And then, of course, when we have what we call triggering events, someone died, someone got married, there's new births, there's new relationship changes, uh, people who you've named as your executors or your agents, um, they've moved far away, or your relationship has changed with them. So life is a constant you know, changing um, kind of evolutionary there. So well, that's why we this, need to keep our documents. Time, Sorry? At this point in time, my, my will is, is pretty much up to date. Okay. And she is the only Ashley in my family. I don't have any other, I don't have a kid or anybody else. Right. So she's, her last name is spelled right, middle name and everything. Yeah. I think you're so going to be I fine. Yeah, I just, you should be okay. I, I just can't yeah. tell you with any, you know, of course, it's a radio program. Um, generally speaking, it'll be okay. Yeah, you should be all right. But, it, it, you know, like I said, if you do have an opportunity to correct it, I would do so. But, you know, it'll likely be yeah. done. But, you know, yeah. we're, we can't say for sure things like that because we don't wear black robes. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, it'll, I hear you. Yeah, at, at the very least, like I said, you could probably amend it by using what we call a codicil, and that would probably correct the problem. But, but we're not gigantic fans fans of codicils because they tend to get lost, but nevertheless, uh, to redo the plan would be a lot cheaper in the long run than having to have the possibility that the court might not honor that uh, that designation. All righty, Mike. Well, listen, okay, thank well, you so much. Question. Thank you, guys. You, you bet. Right, Mike, Take thanks. care and have a, have a great day. You know, folks, you know, sometimes when we have deficiencies in documents, 
we lawyers can be pretty clever in working around those issues or getting them approved, but at a cost. Yeah. And That's so, you know, I think, you know, with our last caller, one of the issues would be that, you know, more likely than not, it would be approved and not an issue. And it may not be an issue at all. But it could be, and that's what the lawyer has to say, is it could be. And if it could be, maybe we should go ahead and remedy that and take that could be off yeah. the table. Yeah. And to do that properly is, you know, usually the, the, the fix in this case is probably far less costly than the oh, waiting than, to, like you said, petition the court, yeah. get instructions, you know, deal with all this stuff. Sometimes, you know, that's just more expensive. I mean, we have many folks, uh, Ted, that are their estates are small enough. They're not technically subject to probate, but yet for the cost of administration, it's cheaper to open up the probate such that they get letters of administration or letters testamentary yep. because that's what banks and financial institutions are looking for. Yep. So sometimes shortcuts, while legal, while enforceable, can end up actually costing more than what is perceived to be a more expensive yeah. thing in the future yeah. of that. So, and we don't um, want to alarm people about these things, but, but this happens, and, and the cost, like I said, of fixing them is, is much more. And this is why, Rick, we get into these issues with these legal Zoom wills. So these people thought they were saving themselves a ton of money by doing these online plans, and they come to me, and it costs them four times as much to fix it. So might as well just do it right from the beginning, right? Rather than well, have that, there's, that you know, I'm a great fan of saving money on commodity items, and you know, I love Costco and that kind of stuff, but I can compare the products there and say, A in Costco and A some other store, it's exactly the same product. So price comparison is valid. In the service industry, whether it be lawyers or anyone else providing a service, you're down at the individual level, the integrity of the individuals you're working with, and then the company environments that they work with. But you are not having the same type of situation. So, hey, we uh, got to give the Mariners some support today. So go M's and your partner-in-law. We will be right back next, next week. week. All righty, folks. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner-in-Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free partner-in-law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner-in-Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.